Welcome to Finding Your Voice After 40, a weekly podcast that includes interviews with multicultural women and men over the age of 40 who have gone from ordinary to extraordinary living. I am your host, Kenya McGuire-Johnson, and as an artist, educator, and certified health, wellness, and mindset coach, my goal is to share incredible interviews and stories of people you may know or you may not know who are reclaiming and renewing their lives. Whether you're over 40 or not quite there yet, each week you will be inspired to thrive and not simply survive. Remember, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. To learn more about our amazing self-care and wellness holistic services, head on over to www.findingyourvoiceafter40.com or to get bonus episodes, head over to our Patreon and become a subscriber at patreon.com slash findingyourvoice. Happy holidays. Happy holidays and an early Merry Christmas to you, um, Happy Hanukkah, early Kwanzaa, um, and just a hey. <laughs> Lots happening, um, and I'm so glad that you decided to tune in for our episode 16, which is titled Shaped and Molded into Your Purpose. Whew. This is such a delightful interview with Dr. Bernadette Williams-York who is an educator and a health and wellness practitioner and a very, very dear, dear sister friend to me. And I, you know, it was funny. She has so many gems that she drops in this episode. It was hard for me to decide on the title because <laughs> there were just so many themes. But I will say, I think when you tune in and you listen and you hear the variety of life that she has had, and how, in fact, it has all served her to shape and mold her, not only to just be her, but launching her into her purpose. And so I, you know, I always, I, I really only bring episodes that I think you can feel really inspired by. Um, as we end this year, I think this is a really wonderful episode um, coming to the end of 2022. I will next week do um, the final episode of 2022. That'd be a solo uh, episode with me. But I think this is a really beautiful last interview of the year because there, you know, I think you're going to get inspired not only emotionally and with your purpose, but even with your physical health habits and how with age, how much more tools we have um, with our maturity to move our bodies, take care of our bodies with a lot more ease and flow. And so if you're just curious, how in the world do we do that? <laughs> I think you're going to get a lot of really good strategies. So this is a really delightful interview. Um, before we dig into the interview, this is the holiday season. And, you know, many of you know that, and I've said many times, and I, I hope to unpack this even more about me being a musician. And I have holiday music that um, I'm so honored every, pretty much every Christmas since I've released it, um, a variety of radio stations, including uh, Sirius XM, Watercolors, and, and local stations will play my music. So in the show notes, I have included links for you to um, hear the music on Spotify. And they are playlists, so you'll hear not just my music, 
um, but you'll hear some other really wonderful, soulful, jazzy um, holiday music. And so it's a really good way just to get us all in the mood. So check that out. And as we are, you know, winding down, I just want to also remind you that if you'd like to just sit down and say, hey, how can I make 2023 more geared toward my light, more toward where I want to be, more toward my purpose? Um, I do still do free consultations. And so um, we can sit down for about 30 minutes just to hear a little bit more of what you're needing and where you're wanting to go in 2023. And I have, I, I believe, many, many, many options for you, um, whether that be individually, whether that be in group, um, in sisterhood, um, or it be something that you're just personally doing on your own. Um, or if you're needing support, just referring you to, the, to, to, to those that may be most appropriate for you. So again, in the show notes, um, and also if you just go to findingyourvoiceafter40.com, you can just click where it says book a free discovery call and we can sit down as we are moving into the new year. So make sure you take advantage of all of those things, all of those things. All right, here is our Thursday Thrive, hashtag Thursday Thrive quote. I let go of negative thoughts and feelings. Again, I let go of negative thoughts and feelings. And then reflect on these two questions. What fears are at the heart of my negative thoughts? And how could I redirect my energy toward positive thinking? Again, reflect on these questions, answer them inside your mind or on paper. What fears are at the heart of my negative thoughts? And how could I redirect my energy toward positive thinking? Really wonderful, I think, questions to consider as we are wrapping up the year and wanting to go into 2023 with a different energy or a more vibrant energy or an enhanced energy. So that's some good food for that. All right, let's dig into episode 16, Shaped and Molded into Your Purpose, an interview with Dr. Bernadette Williams York. And welcome to the podcast. Ah, my beautiful, beautiful friend. Yes, she is my friend, audience. <laughs> <laughs> Bernadette Williams York. Hi, Bernadette. How are you? Hi, Kenya. I am wonderful and just so excited to be here uh, today. I'm so excited to have you. And it was funny, I was a lot of times, you know, I'm preparing and making sure, and people that maybe I know, but I don't know, know, you know, I have to kind of go through a couple of things. But I'm like, no, I know mm -hmm. Bernadette pretty well, pretty well. But I'm just so excited to put you in this space so that other people can get to know you pretty well. <laughs> I am just so excited that you invited me to be here. So this is really an honor. So thank you, Kenya. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, you're definitely, you were very quick on my list of people to ask to be on the podcast. Because when I think about finding your voice after 40, and I think about you and how you are living your life, you're so inspiring. 
we won't say all your business in our little 30, 40 minutes today, <laughs> but you have, you are living a very inspiring life. And those of you who are not on our Patreon, OMG, you need to get our Patreon so you can see Bernadette because Bernadette just glows. She's a light um, and always has. So I'm excited. I'm just excited. Aww, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. That was so sweet. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So as you know, and you know, Bernadette said, oh, I've been listening to your podcast. It's good. So she kind of knows the format. I can't surprise her, but I am going to read because not everybody knows about you. And so I'm going to read a little bit of something to you and to the audience. And uh, then we'll get really into this conversation. So this is what I'm going to read. Okay. Bern yeah, I'm excited. And I, 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 I want to say more than that's on here, but guys, just bear with me. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm going to be very direct. And, um, but Bernadette Williams-York is an educator, health and wellness practitioner, mentor, and motivational speaker. She's devoted her professional career to increasing access to graduate health professional education for young African-American men and women and others from underrepresented racial ethnic backgrounds. Although trained in the traditional medical model as a physical therapist, fellow PT, yes, we're both <laughs> PTs, <laughs> she now resonates more with holistic healing practices and has expanded her own self-healing journey to include some of these ancient modalities. Mm. Through her work as a leader in healthcare education, she aims to empower, uplift, and inspire the next generation to promote and embrace holistic healing. And she's a very dear friend and colleague and twin in a lot of ways. Um, mm -hmm. We have a lot of similarities. So, so Bernadette, you know, I've I been asking the guests, how does that feel to hear that read aloud and to you? It feels wonderful and just so affirming yeah, of yeah. Uh, where I am right now and at this stage of my life. So it just feels wonderful to hear. Yeah, you should feel wonderful. And I, I always tell people, you know, we only have so many minutes, so I can only do snapshots. But Bernadette has a lot that goes with that, you know, Reiki, yoga instructor. I mean, all of these other, you know, and you mentioned, I mentioned in the reading about these ancient modalities and just beautiful, beautifulness. Yet, or and, you have a story though. And, you know, a lot of those things that I just mentioned, you got after 40, you know, mm -hmm. you went into mm -hmm. that after 40, which is why I do this podcast. So people understand that after 40 is a really beautiful time. But if you could share with our audience before 40, and I always start kind of in our 20s a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, who was Bernadette in her 20s? Who was that woman? And you can talk career, personal, whatever resonates for you. Mm -hmm. Well, in my 20s, I was really a little timid and I guess afraid, um, very anxious and just looking to others to validate who I was and um, not really knowing myself. Um, I think I lived in, in fear and anxiety a lot. Mm. Um, so in order to make myself feel good, I was always seeking other people's approval. You know, um, whether it be um, whoever I was dating or um, 
if I was working in a certain situation or in a group of people, I always wanted to be liked. And Mm -hmm. I think that was um, looking back on my life uh, in my 20s. I really think that was the difference between who I am today and and where I was in my path at that time. Mm. See, I want to dig all into that, but then okay. then we'll be running to the 40s. But I want us to stay <laughs> stay in the 20s. So the decisions mm-hmm. you were making, you you talked about relationships, um, mm-hmm. wanting to people please. Did that was that just something that you know since you were a little girl that was a part? Do you feel like that's just kind of how a bit of how you were wired, or were there specific things that happened in life that made you feel like no, that's I'm safer? No, I think it's, I think it a lot came from my upbringing and, and childhood and um, uh, environment growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always felt like I wasn't uh, enough. I know you hear that term a lot, but um, there was always something that I felt lacking. I had low self-esteem. I always felt like I was too tall and I didn't fit in. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to be just like everybody else. <laughs> Mm. And yet God created me six feet tall and there was no hiding, (laughs) you know, there there was no hiding, but yet I still felt insecure. And so I I think it came from uh, being different initially and standing out, but not feeling comfortable um, Mm. standing out and being in the spotlight. And, um, I think that that's what led me to always make the the safe decision. Mm. Um, I had a plan, and as far as you know, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go to school, graduate, get my degree, get married, <laughs> have kids. <laughs> I had this this plan, and I never really stopped to think about what is it or what what things actually bring me joy or what are the things that I really want to do? I just felt in a lot of ways compelled to do certain things because that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're and, supposed to do. Yeah. And, you know, if you want people to like you and approve of you, you do these things. And so I think that really did really um, dictate the decisions I made at, during my 20s. Mm. Do you think that's part the- of my life? Yeah. No, I relate. Listen, we are such twins. I, I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> and I and I know that for many women, particularly mm-hmm. just because of the way society moves um, for our generation, um, you know, can relate to what you just said. Um, and that kind of having the list and like, okay, I'm going to go to school, graduate, so mm-hmm. forth. Do you think picking physical therapy and going in the space of health, was that too just a, well, I guess I'll pick something that, you know, I know I can get a job? Or did you feel even in your 20s, because you're still in that space, did did that resonate for you then? Well, to be honest, uh, Kenya, the way I chose to be a physical therapist was I put a lot of faith and trust into this aptitude test. That uh, I took in sixth grade. That said, oh, wow. Sixth grade. Sixth grade, 11 years old. And it said the two uh, careers that I was most um, aligned with were physical therapists and interior decorator. Really? And, yes. And at that young age, I said, hmm, let me see. <laughs> huh. 
physical therapy, I can help people. So it was even then that I was thinking about being of service and, yeah. Yeah, and giving, you know, and interior decorator I saw as honestly a little playful and, yeah. you know, a little selfish and uh, mm. you can't really have that kind of fun and make a living. Yeah. So it seemed impractical. So I made the practical choice. Mm. Well, well, and I, you know what, I really hope people, the reason why I kind of go backward and I'm so glad you went all the way back to 11 because so many parents, you know, want their children to kind of, Oh, little Bobby, you know, loves to build. He's going to be an engineer. And mm -hmm. little Bobby's like, Oh, am I, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and again, kind of, these certain things, stories, like you said, as far as interior design, seeming too playful, too, mm -hmm. too fun. Mm -hmm. And that's that creative energy, you know, kind of being tossed to the side. I think that mm -hmm. happens so much to people. Um, so I think it's really important, you know, for people who have kids, you know, no matter really what age, you know, understand that they're, they're, you know, these little things that get planted in the head stay in the child's story of our brain. And thinking yes. That, yes, and thinking that playful is not really allowed in adulthood. It's not practical. Exactly. Exactly. So I made that decision and I charted my course and <laughs> <laughs> I did graduate and become a physical therapist. But who knows what else I could have chosen if I yeah. had uh, the opportunity or been exposed to other things. But I literally made that decision at 11 and followed through. And in a lot of ways, the career choice has been very gratifying and satisfying. And uh, I can't deny that. Um, but I always think about what else or what mm. if I had chosen mm. interior design instead. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I think it's, I think that's why I kind of asked that question. So we're going to keep moving through now. I know you cause you're my friend and I'm not going to put all your personal business out there. However, I think this is important. Mm -hmm. um, you are not currently married, but have been married before. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe then that first occurred in your twenties, correct? Yes. 25, okay. 25. Okay. Yes. Right. All right. So I, I'm bringing this up because Bernadette, I, you know, I'm trying to tease it out not, you know, give away all her personal life, but I think this is important for people not only to see things from our career side, but how we make decisions in our personal life, that practicality going both ways. Was marriage for you in that same space or was that different? Marriage for me or the decision to get married was one of the things on my checkoff list, mm. um, you know, get married, have a baby. And I did. I got married in my 20s and had my daughter, you know, the next year. So <laughs> check, check. Um, <laughs> um, but again, you know, that's such a major decision to make. And yeah. some people do make very wise decisions at that age. But if you don't know who you are, if you don't know yourself, if you don't understand what brings you joy, if you don't love yourself, how can you possibly mm. make a decision to love somebody else and to be committed to someone else um, for yeah. a lifetime? And I think that that was the, the missing piece in me making that decision at such an early age. And it was just a sense of me because literally, I, I'm going to say dragged him down the aisle, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> oh, it, no. It, yeah, yeah. 
it was that lack of insecurity and lack of self-esteem that I needed to grab and hold on, you know, Mm. and that that gave me my sense of worth. Like that was my sense of worthiness is that uh, somebody married me. Oh, wow. You know, and that's kind of one of the things that society says. And I was just totally um, following the rules of society mm. at that point to get my gratification and my fulfillment. Mm. Well, I, I I don't even know how vulnerable. I don't know if you feel the vulnerability in that. Now, I don't tell people's ages and I'm not going to tell your age. And you you have the privy if you want to share it or not. But that's not I always just say over 40. I do have some people who want me to clearly say over 50 if they you know, whatever. But you're not you're over 40. And, you know, you and 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 I and I'm bringing this up because one, you guys need to come on Patreon. Bernadette is doesn't look anything of her age. I'm not going <laughs> to. Do you want to share your age? You prefer not. I am very proud of my age, Kenya. Okay. I, okay. I am 61 uh, for the audience to know. And when I was thinking about my journey this morning, I was thinking much of what has led me to be who I am today didn't really happen until. 40 and it's 40 and after um it's when i really became the person that i am today and so it's such a fitting uh marker when i look back on my life and i think about what i was doing at 40. i didn't i didn't have my doctoral degree at 40. um i had not entered the higher education um spectrum at 40. Um, I certainly had not started any of the, the Reiki, the yoga, uh, reflexology, any of those like, um, energy healings or, you know, just being in touch with myself as a spiritual being, none of that, that none of that (laughs) happened (laughs) until after 40. Isn't that so see, and, and this, thank you for just saying that because, this is such an important to me conversation. Um, I guess, you know, obviously I'm a little biased cause I'm over 40, but I do think that we still in society have this very limited scope of how we can move our life after mm-hmm. 40. And mm-hmm. with you being honest and saying 61, and I hope y'all all come to Patreon to watch this video because I'm telling you, Bernadette doesn't even begin to, I mean, we also have her image on, on our podcast, you know, our little promo. Um, but I, I just think, you know, not only how you look, but there's an energy with inside that's very vibrant and shows up. And hearing you say it was after 40 is like, because this is recent, you know what I mean? This is, mm-hmm. this is in the later part of your life. So what, and I, I listen, I should have said this, we're going to change, you know, so people reading the podcast notes is Dr. Bernadette Williams York. Let's make sure we're really clear. Um, not everybody has to be told doctor, but that is a huge accomplishment. And it's funny, I'm, I'm brainstorming and considering this whole doctoral world. And it's very motivational. I'm meeting a lot of women telling me that they didn't get their doctorates to after 50 even. Um, so it's, it's, it's encouraging to hear that, but what was the thing then, Bernadette, for you that, what was the shift? What happened to have you begin to step into Bernadette? Mm, that's a great question, Kenya. A really good question. And I think the shift started when I moved away from where I had spent most of my life. Um, mm. I started 
and I, I, I still think about it. I've lived in like five states since I was 40. Like I started on this Since journey. 40. Yes. See guys? Yes. Yes. I have been traveling and it's not something that I actually planned. It's just one thing led to another, another opportunity, a door opened. And I felt led I, I, is how I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I make a move, that's how I, I feel like I'm led into that next, uh, through that next door. And so all of these experiences have shaped me and sharpened me and uh, molded me and tested me. And I've been through the fire and the rain and the the desert and the storms, <laughs> the desert, <laughs> and yeah. all of it. And yeah. I think those experiences, being open to them and and um, taking from them uh, the, uh, I guess I should say, recognizing that no matter what the experience is, it's for my highest good. Mm. And I started doing that after 40 because I started spending more time by myself, reading, reflecting, you know, listening to um, self-help books on, you know, how to love yourself, um, really doing exercises and um, doing things that allowed me to be in nature. I I love nature. I I realize now that it's so important for Mm -hmm. me, for my spiritual um, growth and for my um, renewing of my spirit to be in nature as much as possible. So mm-hmm. I just started really spending time by myself, mm-hmm. a lot of solitude. Yeah. Yeah. And I think solitude, you know, it's funny when we think after 40, we don't want to, you know, that's the time we really need to make sure we're with somebody or, mm-hmm. you know, is this destitute thing, but with the maturity, with the, um, having the experiences, I think, you know, in your 40s, 50s, spending that time alone with self is a very different, it's a very different picture than maybe in your 20s and your 30s. And doing it from a space of of wholeness and and seeking, um, not so much, you know, oh well, I guess I better, but <laughs> from a space of, you know, this is this is actually going to really allow me to be even more fruitful and even more myself. I just, you know. I see that I has in my 20 years of knowing you, and I believe it's been, it actually might be more than it has. More than 20. I think it's yeah, more it was, than 25. I was think, well, I think it was like 2001 because, you know, that's when uh, 9-11 happened. Oh. And it I, was. I think I met you before 2001. Ah, uh, Well, that's when I went to Howard. That's how I remember okay. uh, 2000. One. It might. It's somewhere around there, Kenya. I, <laughs> uh, we didn't mark it on the calendar, so we should have marked it. <laughs> yeah, I left. I left DC in 2002, and I had known you a few oh, years before. Yeah, so okay. I want to say it was probably like 99. Okay. Um, but but it's it's been a long time, and at you least know, 20 years. At least, yeah, more than easily. And not, it, you're right. I you weren't doing any of these things. I mean, you were in education <laughs> by MPT, but all of these other, you know, aspects were not there. So I, I, I touched on marriage. Now I'm, we, that was actually marriage one, mm-hmm. but there was a marriage two. So yes. I, I want to, I want to go in that space because again, in the podcast, I want us to, you know, hear the, the whole, the whole of the person. 
Um, what part of life was that in forties, fifties? Where, when was that the marriage to happen? And was that a different approach or, or, or similar? Yeah, that happened, um, right around 50 mm. is, uh, when I got married again and it was, you know, it was magical. We were married for 10 years and we're still uh, friends today, I want to nice. say, and <laughs> nice. still connected. And so that's beautiful. But it was, uh, um, I was, I was at a different place uh, in my life at that point. I was practicing some of the things um, that we're talking about, but not, um, not Reiki and not yoga at that mm. point. Um and I was working in this very toxic environment. Like, mm. I mean, literally when I got married, I moved to this um, uh, this place where it was an extremely toxic environment and probably the toughest seven years of my life. Oh, wow. So I think wow. that impacted the marriage to a bit because it was um, a very challenging time for me. Um, mm. And even talking about it now, it's still, you know, I still feel it in my mm, gut um, mm. because of the fact that it really was the first time that I felt like I was um, betrayed by a good friend. Oh, wow. um, and that yeah. that friend actually happened to be someone who um, I worked with. So mm. it was a very, very tough uh, time mm. in my life. And I think my marriage kind of suffered because of that too. Yeah. Another really vulnerable, honest thing. And I, I, I think, mm -hmm. you know, we, we can't underestimate the power of work, the power of friendships mm -hmm. and how, you know, it's, oh, well, I'll just get another job or, oh, you know, well, I'll just, you know, move on from that friendship or whatever. And it's, it's like you said, it's even to this day, you feel it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. I think your body holds um, some of the traumas that 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 we experience, mm. and I think that uh, well, I think the body is all knowing and um, is capable of amazing things if we allow it. And so that's pretty much where I am in my life today. And I tune in to the feelings, so that's why I can I'm so sensitive now that mm. I can I can feel things. Um, I can feel different energies, um, you know, even if I speak something or if I say something or someone says something to me, um, I take a moment to see where I feel it in my mm. body. And so um, I listen and pay attention because I think that illness and disease come when we ignore mm. the signals that our body gives us and um dis-ease. And yes. I think that when we tune in, the body will tell you what it needs and, yeah. and, how, to, and how to heal. And so that is the, I think the most, um, the biggest truth that I have learned, I would say mm. in, the last, in the last 10 years, um, and certainly uh, five to 10 years, is that that's the truth that now um, I think is impacting my life and my purpose and what I want to do from here on out. Mm. Well, this is a beautiful segue. I'm so glad you just broke that down. And I think people need to, to rewind and play this again, because at this age, 
there's a lot with all oh, my body's doing this and oh my god i'm doing this like yeah the body does a natural you know just like you naturally went through puberty and mm-hmm. you know naturally go through the different cycles that the body does and this is another mm-hmm. cycle that it's going through and still it's not attempting to hurt you it's not attempting to no. make your life bad it is actually sending new signals for you to treat it accordingly um, so I'm glad you said that. Oh yeah. And I think it's more important for us to be in tune after 40 with our bodies than before, because our bodies are so resilient when we're young. If mm-hmm. you think about all you did, just bounces right back and like <laughs> feels itself. Right? right. Without you even thinking about it, you know, right. it's just the gift of youth, you know? Right. Right. Um, I think that as we become older and wiser, that it's even more important for us to be tuned in to the messages our bodies are giving us because we can do without a lot of the medications and a lot of the, you know, um, the even the foods we eat. If you pay attention to how you feel when you eat something, your mm-hmm. body will tell you if it likes it or not. You know, mm-hmm. it will. It will. Uh, I mean, I certainly can tell when I eat um, something simple like a salad. It just feels good. It's quiet. It's <laughs> calm. You know? Right. You know, as as opposed to a big chili steak, cheese steak, for example, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, okay. Oh, oh. right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's like right. now your body's like, well, what are we going to do about this? We got to do about it. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do? Because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. And the, the cool you know? thing, you know, hearing you say, explain it the way you just did in terms of being wiser now. Mm -hmm. So we also have more tools at this age to listen and and act accordingly. Whereas when you're in our youth, we don't have all the experience and the tools and the, um, you know, just the the maturity sometimes to, to, to recognize, to sit down. So, you know, this journey is very smart. It's very brilliant. And it gives you that latitude at a younger age because you don't, you wouldn't know what to do. Like you're not as tuned in. You haven't have as much life experience. Yes. But, but after 40, now we got more life now. So we need to start, you know, we can't just keep skating in life. It's time. And that doesn't mean bad. It doesn't mean, oh, I got to get serious now. No, it's just, you just use the tools that you've been kind of gifted with the maturity, the experience to pay attention, just like you use that at work, just like you use that in parenting, use that with your body. Yes, exactly, exactly. And Kenya, I know that uh, you mentioned that um, uh, I've been blessed and I know I absolutely have, but I think, and I wanna share that my biggest blessing I believe is the fact that at 61 years old, I'm on no prescription medications, <laughs> you know, I, none, awesome. you know, and I awesome. know that that is such a huge blessing and yes. I just give thanks to God every day. Yes. Uh, I practice gratitude. Let me just say that I do a gratitude affirmation every day. And one of them is just for my health. And mm. I'm just so grateful for that because mm. um, it allows me to be able to live life as fully as possible. Um, and to be able to give from a, 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 a place of, um, of, uh, of wellness, of, of balance, mm. of equilibrium, you know, because what, what can you give if you're struggling and fighting yourself to, for your body to get well, you know, Absolutely. and for you to be, to you to be in a good place and have a, a sense of well-being and balance, you, there's no place for you to give from, you can't give from an empty cup. And so, right. I just feel like 
um, that is my greatest blessing. And so I am just always looking to maintain my health and my vitality. Mm. Um, and as I get older, I just, I figured out that the best way to do that is just listen and pay attention and to do those, <laughs> do the things that, that give your body that, that, you know, the health and the vitality. And I'm just, I just wanted to say that I'm just, so uh, grateful. no, that's huge. That's huge. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, and, and this is the thing is you said, you know, it's that simple. And I know that we have so much life that happens that, mm make us think it can't be that simple. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, when you eat a salad, you know, rarely do we eat. I don't know if anybody, you might say, okay, I want a little bit more maybe, right? Mm -hmm. I always say we need to look at the salad that you're making because a lot of people don't even know all the various vegetables and the mm -hmm. ways you can prepare the vegetables so that your salad is more fulfilling and vibrant and have a little bit more um, depth to it. But yeah, no, I, this, this is, it's huge. And, and you've, you know, sent me on a little bit of ahas on like, you know what, we have the tools as we're aging to be smarter, period. Mm -hmm. So are we using that when we, are we using that just in like relationships or just in jo jobs? Are we using that in how we listen to our bodies so that we can have that vibrance? Mm. Yes. <sighs> I could go on and on. Okay. So I have, oh, we, we're already kind of, I'm like, I'm watching my clock to make sure we're not talking about it. <laughs> um, I do want, you've already talked a lot about there's. I have about maybe two more questions, two and a half more questions. You've already <laughs> kind of talked about self-care and nature and, mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously the way you eat, the way you're, it is, and you, this kind of you're alluding to your to me to your self-care practice by mm -hmm. doing the gratitude and the affirmation each day yeah what does self-care mean to you when you hear that term and how do you practice it uh self-care means to me taking exactly that taking good care of yourself putting yourself first and your health and your well-being first and really tuning in to see how do I feel today? How did that that salad I ate or that chili uh, steak I just ate? How did that feel? You know, mm. how am I? Am I feeling down? If I'm feeling down, well, what do I need to do to get my um, energy um, up? I mean, really tuning in and paying attention. And so I know I keep saying that, but I really think the body will let you know. If you ask the question to yeah. yourself, yeah. you will get the answer. Yeah. It, and a lot of that comes from just spending time with yourself, solitude again, getting mm -hmm. to know yourself. And then once you get to know yourself and you ask yourself questions and God, Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, that lives within you will give you the answer. Mm -hmm. And if you respond to that, you'll get more answers and you just keep asking seeking and getting the answers. And I just think self-care is about finding out what brings you joy and then do those things that do bring you things. joy. Yeah. Find out the things that make you feel good and then do those things, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we know that when we don't eat right, we don't feel good. So pay attention and, and try and do something about your diet. I'm not saying you have to follow any prescribed diet, but just right. pay attention to how the how the body feels when you eat certain things. And Absolutely. we know the body likes to move. And it doesn't have to be you running a marathon like my brother does at 62. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
oh my God, he looks amazing. Oh, uh, anyway, oh, wow, running wow. marathons. Um, I'm not running marathons. I'm but if that's saying, what brings you joy, if it's what brings you you joy, and you have the the good knees to still do it, do it. <laughs> Ooh, the knees. The knees. Yes. But, you yeah. know, Kenya, as a physical therapist, we know that the joints, a lot of times, you know, they take a pounding by the time we're um, over yeah. 40. And so yeah. you can't do those, you know, high impact sports, uh, maybe like we used to. And so I avoid those, you know, because I used to play basketball in college and mm -hmm. my right knee still kind of, you know, wants to crack. It doesn't hurt, but it's, yeah, you know, <laughs> so I'm protecting it, you know, right. so I'll just do walking or biking or yoga, which I love. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It's the best because it works on your strength, your balance, your flexibility, your breathing your posture yes it's your strength it's just so good for everything and so this is my physical therapist self speaking as well <laughs> it's a great no, anti-aging exercise it and it's it, it's 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 flow that the beautiful thing about yoga is you know there's different types of yoga different practices of yoga but overall, and I've come to really appreciate yoga. I didn't really enjoy yoga um, really up until the past few years because I thought I had to always do hit, you know, exercises. Yeah. And like you said, the running and this. And it's like, well, yoga's not making me sweat enough. It's not making, I'm not out of breath. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but I actually started doing payo, which is a combination of Pilates and yoga. And for me, that is when I really started paying a little bit more attention to yoga. And um, so a combination between payo and yoga is when I, and I, you know, hearing you say all this, you motivated me. I'm like, oh, it's starting tomorrow. I'm going to do every day and do my gratitude journal every day. You know? so these are all things I do, but I will admit I have not done them as consistently the past. I would say this year has been a rough year for me to really be consistent in that space, mainly because I've been doing so much with career. Um, yes. But hearing you, this is, you know, and again, you know, Bernadette is Dr. Bernadette Williams York, and she is a practitioner. And, you know, beyond a physical therapist, you are a certified yoga instructor. I am. As, and and are you at this point with the Reiki, you are certified master level? I'm a Reiki two practitioner right now, okay. but my awesome. goal in early 2023 is to become a master Reiki practitioner. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So mm -hmm. uh, I could talk to you forever, but I, I really want to ask these two last questions before we mm -hmm. go into our bonus. Um, one is just really, you know, silly and fun. Um, the other though is <laughs> You know, you just said you're going to be looking forward to getting the master level of the Reiki in 2023. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. in general, just about life, are you most looking forward to at this stage of your life? Uh, I think I'm looking forward to being able to bring everything together that I've learned, all the skills, you know, the expertise I've developed, the uh, life lessons, um, the growth, spiritual growth, all of those things together and just create the life I want, you know, mm -hmm. like really mm -hmm. now that I know myself and I love myself and I feel worthy and, and um, entitled to uh, the best things that life has to offer. I'm excited about seeing what that what that looks like. 
Mm, I'm excited for you. <laughs> you know, I'm your friend and we, you know, mm -hmm. we tell all our stories. I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta contact Bernadette to see how these new developments are happening. Mm -hmm. And so just watching your life continue to bloom and you're so inspirational. So, so inspirational. Thank you, Kenya. Um, yes, for, for me. And I know many other women that you come across. I know my friends who meet you, they're like, Oh my God. Bernadette, like, and she, Bernadette mentioned being six feet, six one, I think to be exact. Mm -hmm. And that the very thing that you were so, you know, maybe insecure about is the very thing that you probably get the most. I know from my friends who are like, oh my God, her height, she's just so beautiful and graceful. So it's just so interesting how this is what life does, you know, these opposites. It is. And um, it's just at this point that I'm, starting to truly embrace my height and like mm. go thank you god for making me this tall how wonderful it is you know that. instead of wanting that. to be five three like the average <laughs> you know person is you know it's it's now something that i see as a blessing but it took all of this this whole journey to get me it's to the that whole point. journey i love it yeah i love it well, this has been amazing. I, I do want you to be able to share if anybody wants to get in touch with you, whether it be around Reiki, whether it be around speaking, because yes, you do do speaking engagements. Um, what is the best? Is, is it a social media? Is there a website? How should people get to know you and, and maybe follow you? Well, I am on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can find me there and my, uh, it's under my entire name, Bernadette Williams York, awesome. and you can contact me, uh, via email. And awesome. my email address is B E R N A Williams, W I L L I A M S four, two, six at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you for being generous and giving your email. And we'll put all of this in the show notes. Definitely, you guys check her out on LinkedIn because that, you know, professionally, you'll be able to see a lot more that Bernadette does, um, that you may have some commonalities and need to network with. Um, so definitely, definitely, definitely. And I cannot let you leave without you telling me a theme song. We ask all our guests because we have a Spotify playlist. So what is a song or two? <laughs> I do allow people to give to if they need to. That just really, it's, it's just your jam or it just motivates you or just, it's just your song. Well, um, Yes, the song that I, it, there's actually two, so I'm going to share both. Okay. Uh, the first one is uh, Dream in Color by Regina mm. Bell. Mm. Oh, I, love it. I just love, I love that. It. That just gets me really going. And I have to say that my spiritual roots are still here. Even though I don't uh, practice, I don't uh, go to church every Sunday um, like I used to growing up. It's still, you know, there's so many truths in, in, in faith and, you know, in true faith, it's just a common thread through all of them. Mm. And so I love the song God is, uh, mm. by, um, uh, I, uh, James Cleveland, Reverend yeah. James Cleveland. And I think it's the Southern California choir that he sings it with. So those are just like songs that just make me weep almost, mm. you know, just really stirs me inside. I love it. I love it. Dream in color and God is very yes. inspired, both very inspiring songs. So yes, those will be a part of our playlist. So if y'all haven't 
tapped in. By the time this airs, the playlist should be out and about. We uh, have been building it all fall. So um, this has been lovely. And I knew it was going to be. I knew it. I knew it. And I'm not going to let Bernadette leave quite yet. Those of you who are on Patreon, stay with us. Those of you who are not on Patreon, you can get on Patreon so that you can um, watch the video because we're going to do our bonus round. Um, I'm going to ask Bernadette some things, some, some, another fun question, as well as her being able to give some tips and advice. So if you have felt really inspired by this and um, want just a little bit more and want to hear a bit more, then definitely join our Patreon so that you can. Plus you'll get to see the video and see, like I said, how beautiful she is. Um, <laughs> and um, some, some other bonus content. So go to patreon.com slash finding your voice. But for now, for our audio listeners, I do want to thank those who have been listening to our podcast. Our people have been contacting me and say, I listen every week. I listen every I'm like, yay, yay. <laughs> um, that, that really just makes my soul feel really, really full. So continue to listen to us and um, make sure you rate it, review it. And if you really, really, really loved this episode in particular, yeah, let us know, say something, send us um, messages at info at finding your voice.com. No, finding your voice after 40. I'm, it's a long info at finding your voice after 40.com. So and it's in the show notes as well. So. All right, Bernadette, any last minute things before we move into the bonus? No, just thank you so much, Kenya. This has just been um, just a wonderful experience. Uh, thank you. No, you're you're the best. You you're you're one of my faves, and I say that with everybody I know. Because anybody coming on, I have to say, but you really, really, <laughs> you know, I love you a ton. So and uh, I love you back. Uh, I I received that. I received that. So, all right, we'll be back next week, and we'll see you guys soon. Take care. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast and share on social media using hashtag finding your voice after 40. To submit questions, email info at findingyourvoiceafter40.com.